In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glover's Cast, the only podcast dedicated to the team that's won 10 in a row, the Old Town Football Club. I'm Ian, back from a sojourn in Cornwall, a uh, bit cold, a bit rainy, but got out and about and delighted to be back with the lads, the plebs. Ben, how you doing? Where the hell have you two been? Yeah, I know. I was not sojourning, I promise you that. I was uh, I was working my fingers to the bone north of the wall. Hadrian says. Yeah, that's me. Hello, Dave, as well. How are you? Hi. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm all right. Thank you very much. Nice to be back. Well done on uh, on Thursday, well, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Ben, which you know, was a collection of all of those things, wasn't it? Have you have you have you finished the podcast yet? It it Is was what I can only describe as a whopper. Um, so, but yes, I I, I did finish it uh, before the weekend, and uh, yes, uh, three cheers to to everybody. There was plenty of people on there, wasn't there? No shortage of voices. <laughs> oh, plenty of voices. Did you have to listen to it in like twice speed? I I had to listen to it in three sittings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, I did the same. I did yeah. a bit in the morning when we were packing up, coming home, a bit when we got home, and then I think, yeah, another bit on Saturday morning before listening to the chat with our, our friend from Braintree, which was harder to get through than the <laughs> than the other one. For eight minutes and the one hour <laughs> 50 I put in for the other one. Brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't the most talkative guy, was he? But he was, no. he was the oh, Lloyd Awusu of opposition fans, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was it. Was tough. One of those ones where you know within like twelve seconds this is going to be hard work. I think it was how you said, uh, "Hi, how are you doing?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah thanks. You, bye." <laughs> like, <it was> just... <laughs> but good. Never mind. Anyway, Never mind. let's move on. Let's move on to. Uh, uh... A very special day at Hewish Park uh, on Saturday. Uh, Paint the Park Pink Day was uh, a roaring success, I would say. The um, supporters turned out, fully decked out in pink. I had my pink top on upon comms. Um, there was, I saw, I don't know if it's been, po- if any pictures have been posted on social media, but I uh, I bumped into Reese Rosser in the most pink suit you will ever see uh and pink converse as well it was a real sort of uh a pink david tennant's doctor who vibe going on um with reese uh yeah looked the, is that the sort of thing is that the sort of thing people have lying around or that you <laughs> or that you get in special i think i think it's got in special the converse looked well worn though to be fair so i wonder if the converse were um yeah were already 
wardrobe. But yes, that it was a very pink suit. Um, and was there a see... blue police telephone box around anywhere? Or? Didn't see one. No, no, didn't see one. Um, yeah, lots of stores around as well with the yeah raising money, kids on the astroturf, kicking the ball around. I'm not allowed to talk about that. No. Um, and also there were some inflatables, but uh, unfortunately due to the horrific weather from pretty much 2 p.m. all the way through, uh, the inflatables were deflated. Um, so no one really got the fun out of them. Uh, but yeah. Why do, I, made... why do I get the feeling we're going to talk about the weather a lot today? <laughs> in Probably the most English element of this uh, of this podcast, yeah. Yes, it was pretty spectacular. Um but yeah, great, great. And then the uh, announcement before the game with uh, that the club had raised 20,000 through all the bits and pieces that had been going on that was then further topped up by Martin Hellier and Josh Staunton to put it over the target that the uh, Yeovil Hospital charity required was amazing just before kickoff. And then the entitled sons at halftime uh, <laughs> playing in the pouring down rain somehow... Uh, a very good performance from Sarah Beanie's, Sarah Beanie's lads. Did I see the drummer hiding in the tunnel? Like, well, they um... were all hiding in the tunnel at first, yeah. Yeah. and then they quickly had to come out and get everything set up. But uh, yeah, fair play to them. I think the, uh, I think the drum was actually on some sort of like inflatable floating, like a dinghy, to uh-huh. stop it sinking in the pitch. That was a joke, Dave. That didn't. That's not. Yeah, no, I didn't think it. I didn't think it was actually. I I, I wondered if it was some kind of uh, vibe to try and get a, a different sound or something by just covering everything <laughs> in water. And I like, um, yeah, Queen covered their drums in marbles, didn't they, to try and get a different sound? Apparently, yeah. there you go. For and for all the criticism of the uh, the sound system at Hewish Park, I thought it sounded pretty good. Uh, so yeah, let's get some summer. So what you were saying is. What you're saying is that Viva Pitch were actually just bad. <laughs> well, that that much is for sure, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. It was Amazing. Great. It was a really, uh, yeah, proud day to be a Yeovil Town support with all that um, all that going on. And, yeah, amazing how, how many people turned out, really, in the in the pouring down rain for it as well. You know, 3,700, I think I saw that we... That means we've had more than 10,000 people through the gates in a week at Hewish Park, which I think there were some some months last year where we barely did that in a month. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. It's great. And yeah. Um, Credit I've, to the uh, Braintree fans who also um, turned out in pink. So, or some of them did, didn't they? Rather yeah. than the, uh, I know somebody described it as uh, like an iron brew can there, um, uh, which I can I can relate to, having been uh, north of the border and drunk melted down girders or whatever it is uh, that Iron Brew is made out of. Since it's made out of girders, I'm sure it does. Yeah, it was great, and I think and and the other thing is, you know, uh, Mark Robinson said it on, in the chat last week about how um, yeah, when Yeovil Town does the community stuff and supporters come out it really does it well and i think it's a perfect example of of that and hope something that we'll move forward with as well in the future and do the same again because it's great success great for the club 
great for the charities involved and also we look pretty good in pink and black Ben is sporting his uh, his pink and black number, albeit under a, uh, a tan hoodie. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely in the pink and black. You got one as well, are you? Yeah, yeah, mine's in the wash though. Has it got soaking wet yesterday? Yeah. No, no really good. Um, I just want to reiterate my thanks to everyone who came on the pod uh, last week. Um, it was a long episode, but I really hope it sung the praises of, of people trying to do good stuff. On all sides of everything. So again, I just want to say thank you and thank you to everyone who did go out of their way to find something pink or to get involved on the day and chuck a few quid in the bucket or buy a hat and a cup and all the rest of it means means a lot to a lot of people. And I just want to say I'm very grateful from uh, yeah from me. I think so. the thing I liked about your um, your chat, Ben, was the way you you mentioned about how all the other fundraisers that there have been that have raised the two million quid because uh, I know we're talking and, and quite rightly talking about the efforts this this weekend but let's not forget four and a half years has been been going on so there are countless people out there that have done um, amazing things as well so yeah good on you for uh, for getting them a mention as well because their success every much as um, as much as, as anyone's thing yep definitely yeah Cool. Should we right. talk about football? That's what we're here for, I think. Correct. It is. Um, interesting lineup. Mm. Uh, it was surprising to see. I think if, if three players were going to be taken out of the team, I don't think three that would be top of the list would have been Josh Hours, Frank Nublay, and Reese Murphy, based on recent form, recent performances. Um, so that was a bit of a surprise when that. Team news came through. We were surprised. Yeah, a real surprise. I wasn't worried. Um, but it it signals a different type of game. It signals an expectation of not having a lot of the ball, having less of the ball, and having to work hard in tough conditions. Um see, I didn't I, read it like that. I didn't read it as us having did you not? I I read it as we're gonna chop the midfield out and then look to exploit pace and counter and press high and just be prepared to soak up pressure for a longer period of time. Yes, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, there was I didn't see it like that. And I don't the game didn't particularly unfold like that in the first half. We had we had a lot of the ball and it was just a case of us holding on to it and trying to beat their press. And I think when you've got a player like Matt Worthington uh and Sonny Blulo Everton in centre midfield those aren't the players necessarily who, you know, absorb the pressure. Like Sonny's technically brilliant and is the type of player who'll get you out of a spot and find that ball. And as the game sort of unfolded in that first half, it was very much, there was a huge gap in midfield where they were pushing us up. They were pushing up to try and get the ball of us from the back and we were just working it around the corner. And once we got through their attack and their, Midfield, Jordan Young just had freedom of freedom of Hewish Park to try and make things happen. Um, it was definitely there's definitely an element of wanting a bit more pace. I think the fact that Doors came back in and Stevens as well in the wide area, and obviously Sonny Cox with a first start. He's he's like a he's a big guy. He's got a lot of pace as well, but he's sort of like that languid striker rather than a 
like a wiry striker rather than a muscular one or a short stocky short stocky player um but it was it was weird because i thought it was when that team news came through yeah it was surprising but it wasn't like oh god what's going to happen here it was like oh that's a different combination that's something else what were your thoughts dave yeah well i i thought bloody hell that looks quick doesn't it uh, with, like you say, Dawes and Cox and, I mean, didn't, don't really know much about Cox other than what we saw from him on um, that brief uh, spell at the end of Tuesday night. But, yeah, I think it, it looked like we'd heard that they, well, their manager had said, and I think Mark Cooper had said that they were going to sort of be on the front foot. Um, and I think they certainly were, but certainly listening to um, to you and Tom on, on commentary, they certainly were on the front foot because I think they the opening exchanges, they seem to uh, to have the better of them. So to, to me, it looked like we were going to try and get in behind them and um, yeah, see see what we could do with that. But I mean, I say we're going to talk about the weather a lot. I'm imagining nobody when they were uh, trying to figure this one out was thinking that it was going to be the conditions that they um, they were. And I know we'll, we'll come on to it, but it probably became more of a game for those who had uh, more running in their legs and the ability to must have been like running through God knows what I'm going to say treacle, but probably something, um, something squelchier than treacle, I would think, but that they were, uh, they, they were running throughout there. So yeah, it, but it just shows you the strength of the squad, doesn't it? I know Mark Cooper always says it's not a big squad. It's a quality squad. And, but when you can make those changes and then still bring the likes of J.K., Frank Newblame, Josh I was off the bench and you're not even got Josh Daunton, JMD in, in the squad at all. It's crikey, yeah. It's a um the squad is looking something else at the moment. Yeah. And those early the, those early exchanges, it there was sort of yeah, a couple of decent chances for yeah. for Braintree. I think Joe Day had to make a good save low down. Um they just found a couple of pockets of space where they exploited um it was mainly down the right hand side, Whittle and Wannell just managed to get in between them. There were some nice little turns around the corner from um Coolhurst and who was their striker? Uh Blair, was it? Aaron no, Blair. Oh yeah. Davis, Will Davies, Davis. yeah, yeah. Um where they just sort of tested us a little bit, but then we kind of got a bit more control of it managed to get hold of the ball we quick we came to terms with their press which was quite high right up on our back line and then we managed to play through and get Jordan Jordan Young onto it and there was some you don't really see them all on the highlights but there was loads of loads of moments where he hit, had the ball um I think it was there who was their number four who came off in the first half? Uh, Pass. Ben Watt. Ben Watt. Um, he ben was, what? <laughs> he was having what? a load of trouble. Don't, know, mate. Don't ask me. <laughs> he was having a load of trouble keeping an eye on Jordan Young because Jordan Young, although he was like the number 10, he was not central. He was popping up on the left, popping up on the right and was just almost untrackable, um, which is why when they made the change, uh, it, Changed a little bit um, for us, especially that, in that second half. But was that change injury or tactical? Tactical. Ooh, gruesome. 
Yeah. He um yeah, so yeah, Jordan Young was having loads of space. I think there was it was one of these where we were getting the quite similar to the Weymouth game, working space on the right, Jordan Stevens getting crosses in. Um, but also we found a good some good moments on the left as well with Will Dawes and his pace and Alex Whistle on the overlap making things happen. Um it was quite free flowing at points. Um without and it was one where probably we didn't test the keeper as much as we should have done uh, I think he had one save I think it was after we scored where he had that one save down to his right he had to make uh, from a Jordan Young shot but the first goal is absolute carnage from their keeper really um, and we'd had a few sort of set pieces that from that sort of area with Jordan Young sort of looping them in high in towards the box into those areas that he had a bit of joy of against uh, Drew out of against Weymouth. Um, but this one sort of right on the edge of the box and yeah, comes out, doesn't get a lot on it. But Matt Worthington does unbelievable to sort of finish that because there's two defenders running back towards back towards the line, just flights it perfectly, and it's yeah, a great finish. It's it's a really calm finish. It's it's so it's not a long time between the ball coming to him and him executing a glorious lobby savage like he does to absolutely nail it. And like you say, there's not a lot of net to hit because there's defenders everywhere. Keepers at a stinker. You've either got to come that far and claim it and keep it, or it's got to go wide. And for him to put it back centrally and not get a lot on it, it's still a wonderful execution and... Yeah, he should be very, very, very happy with it. And you can see how happy he is with it in his celebration. It's a proper celebration. Um, yeah, really nice finish. I think you said on commentary you know, about a lot of players might be tempted to just leather it. And uh, um, we've called for leathering it on a, a few occasions on this podcast, haven't we? But that was the that was the last thing he did, wasn't it? He didn't stick his boot through that. No. And although it was like time did seem to slow down totally, with it as well, at the same time as it being like you think no that was time for him to do with uh, Reese Rosser being Doctor Who. <laughs> maybe you know, maybe. the Time Lord. <laughs> no, it was no sort of. Although it fell to him quickly, and he didn't have a lot of time to think about it. In that moment, time just like in the ground. It for me, it felt like time just stood still, and it was like there's only one way he can get this in. Oh, he's done it, and over it goes. It wasn't quite as agonisingly slow as the. Nuble won against Eastbourne Borough, um, but it was yeah, yeah, it was a, a patient wait for that one to go yeah. over the line. You see, yeah, I don't know if you've seen that video that somebody shot from the uh, thatches. There was uh, you could just see their defenders going, "I've got it! I've got! Oh, I've not got it!" No. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if any of those defenders were thinking about slapping the ball away. Yeah, you'd be taking the red hand up, wouldn't you? And... Yeah, taking the red and then thinking. We might they might miss the pen. I wonder if it was going through their mind. Had it been later on in the game, I wonder if one of them might have decided, well, palm it away, go Luis Suarez on it, and then I hope he has some over giants the ball over the over the net. Um, yeah, I, I, just so composed, so nice, calm, and again, that's a confidence thing. If you're not if you're not in a confident place, you bring that down, you work it wide, you get the ball back in, or you drill it and try and put your laces through it. The only way you can have a go at that is if you are a player in confidence, playing in a team in confidence. Mm. Yeah. 
And then after that, they made the change. Uh, like 39th minute, they brought on Tom Blackwell for Ben Watt and right. matched us up for a 4-2-3-1. Um, and sort of, so they were in the same setup as us, really. And sort of evened out a little bit, really, like for like in, in on the pitch. And they had a really good chance, last chance of the first half, last kick of the first half with the, the header from Will Davies. And again, another great save from Joe Day, tipping it around the corner. For a big guy, he gets down quickly, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. unbelievable. Like, it's every game he has, like, there is always one save, one or two yeah. saves that he has to make. And just, he makes them. Yeah. And he makes them look easy as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the thing. The fact that he makes it look so easy. Dave, you're absolutely right. It's not easy to get, what is he? What's he going to be? 6'2", 6'3"? Maybe not quite, maybe 6'1". To get that much of a human from stood up to lying down ain't easy. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I... I'm, I i don't know whether I'm feeling egg on my face or what, because I stand by what I said about Will Buse at the start of the season, but um, I mean, it's a step up in it. And it's uh, it's probably been a point-saving, run-saving step up. It just mm. has. Yeah, 100%. Do you mean agent Buse at that city? <laughs> um, and then, I mean, meanwhile, while this game was going on, it did not stop raining. For the entirety of it. Uh, and then in the second half, I mean, Dave asked for pictures of the pitch. I did. Um, and didn't I game. just get them? <laughs> I, got, I, I got more pictures of the pitch. Honestly, if anyone wants a picture of Yovertown's pitch, I've got loads of them. <laughs> For the match, during the match, yeah. after the match. Um, because it was just getting worse and worse and worse. Like to the point that as someone, if, if you kick the ball chunk would come out of the pitch at the same time as it was being kicked and it was just yeah relentless half time it was relentless and then somehow in the second half it got even heavier at the start of it and you could just see the pitch the ball just sticking to the pitch as well and it started pulling up and as players were running, it was starting to splash and the ball further on, the ball was getting stuck and that kind of thing. And you're thinking, oh, God, is this going to make it? But, Bre- I mean, we immediately went to a bat five in the second half and Braintree were a front four, pretty much. Um, and we're just... I mean, they, they played really well in the second half, even in the circumstances and the conditions. The way they held onto the ball and had loads of possession... Um, and we didn't really, we didn't really come out in the second half really at all. I, I I thought they were so far on top, and it was really hard for us to get out. And I don't know if that was down to the conditions, down to the pitch, but for whatever reason, we struggled to make it happen in the same way as we did in the first half. We didn't get the ball to Jordan Young. We couldn't get it to Sonny Cox's feet. Uh, Jordan Stevens looked quite tired in in the second half as well, and. As we know with Mark Cooper, it doesn't take long to decide that this isn't working. I need to make changes. And it wasn't long before before he did make the changes. I was going to ask. I was sat listening and in the second half, I was sat thinking, this sounds like a game where we needed a Charlie Cooper 
or a Josh Staunton in the second half just to take control of the situation in that central midfield, put the foot on it, break it up and go from there. Would you agree with that? That it was crying out for wise old head? Um, Yeah, I mean, it was crying out for someone to hold the ball up so some of those other players could get involved. Hmm. But there was definitely a case of they were outnumbering us in midfield and we needed that extra body in midfield. It wasn't until after Hyde and Nuble came on that we brought Josh Hours in. It wasn't much longer after. But yeah, it definitely needed something. It, I think I said it even needed Nuble to come on and hold the ball up and have it stick to him for a little bit. Or it needed Hyde to come on and rough up a couple of centre-backs and um, just make them a little bit uncomfortable with some of the balls that were coming up. But, I mean, Mark Cooper said after we just didn't get the ball up. The, the plan was to just hoof it up to Hyde and Nuble and we just couldn't couldn't do it. Just didn't two happen. big lumps, he referred yeah. to them as, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, two big lumps up front, which, yeah. um, I mean, as I was saying before about the, uh, about the pitch, I imagine... The likes of Sonny Cox, Jordan Stevens, Sean Young, where pace is such a big part of their their game and being able to con- control it, that's difficult to do when you're playing on a um, you know, a semi-aquatic surface here. But um, if I can, uh, <laughs> if I can call it that, I don't know. There, there are various surfaces we're banned from talking about, so I I haven't caught up with a list of which surfaces we're not allowed to talk about. At the we moment. can talk about them now. Oh yeah, we can. Okay, Brian. Okay, um, so yeah, I it, it made sense, but listening on on the commentary to you and Tom, Ian, it, it sounded like there was a very big gap between our midfield, and they they were quite isolated um, up the front there, and that changed a bit when when Josh Elwes came on. Yeah, I mean, mostly they had three at the back. Ranger had three at the back, and then everyone else was forward, so it was pretty much just. They were they were just in our half the whole time trying to make something happen. When well, hours came in, three six formation. <laughs> yeah, when hours came on, that did sort of add out our midfield. And but it was so hard for any of them to make an impact. And a couple of minutes before, well, we, no, it was well, it probably was a couple of a few minutes before we we scored the second goal. I sort of said, oh, they've met, they've had no impact on the game. We've brought on Nuble and Hyde, and they've done nothing. <laughs> like your, I, your exact words were, I think I'll be quite disappointed. If I was Mark, Mark Cooper, Cooper, Mark Cooper yeah. will be quite disappointed with the impact his substitutes have made. Oh, Jake <laughs> Hyde running through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Played in by Frank Nuble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Frank Nuble picks up the ball in left midfield and starts running towards left back. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I need to go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Turns. Drives forward, whips it into Sonny Blulo Everton. He flicks it onto Hyde and Hyde runs through and scores. But they did the square root of nothing before that. Like they just looked so uncomfortable. And I said, I think I also said Jake Hyde looks like he's been playing for 75 minutes, having just come on 15 minutes ago. Cause he just, uh, and it, it was horrible. And like the, like there is no way any of them would have wanted to be be out there playing on in those conditions because you, you you're being attacked from above with the rain you don't know if you're gonna stay on your feet when you run like you don't know if you're gonna tear something when you go to kick the ball and the pitch gives way like it was 
and there were moments, especially in the end, the Thatcher's end, where like every time someone slides or mm. goes to step and flies over, you're just thinking, oh god, like there's injury, there's tackle could go wrong, and the referee was very, he was. Card. He gave he gave one yellow card to Jordan Young in the first half for a tackle, and then had to yellow card everyone afterwards because he, yeah, set the bar for what was worthy of a yellow card. Probably the other thing was that if at one nil, it only takes a mistake, and uh, you know you you concede a goal, doesn't it? And it did. It did seem like it was too. I don't know about the. I don't think the second goal was a mistake necessarily. It was um, it was good play from us. But I mean, the first one undoubtedly was a mistake by the keeper to come. God knows what he thought he was doing, where where he was. But um, but yeah, if you make a mistake, which is very easy to do in those conditions, I'd imagine. I've never been a professional footballer, but I I would think it's probably quite easy to do. So that's the that's the risk along with what you said there, injuring yourself and everything else. Yeah. Their, their manager said they were both mistakes, weren't they? But I'm not sure what the mistake was. Yeah. The second one, I, I think. Second one is the right back playing him onside because the centre back moves up. He plays the offside track. The centre back uh, to the to the left of the goal, and then his other centre back is already kind of up, and the right back just doesn't move, doesn't move a muscle, plays him on. That's it's 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 horrendous defending, and there's no coming back from it. But yeah. You can't. Clearly onside, though. Despite oh, yeah. what a Braintree official Twitter account will say to you. Yeah, no, de- de- definitely onside. Um, because of the right back. Simple as that. The other Davis, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was playing him all, all day, yeah. every day. But nice finish by, by J.K. I did a lot of time to think about it, didn't he? Running through yeah. there and then rounding, rounding the keeper. I think he said he was... Um, what did he say? Did he say that he was glad the keeper went went down? He went down quite early. Yeah. Well, he he and he's been in those position that position already once this season and fluffed his line. So I think good for him that he he's scored one like that. All his goals have been quite different, haven't they? Now he scored that header in the first game, the one that was deflected against Weymouth, and then this one where he's rounded the keeper and put it home. But time to good, unleash him. Good that he's making an impact and yeah. that at the same time we've rested Reese Murphy not had to give him any minutes not got his booking not got his booking <laughs> not, had to, not had to give him minutes with the card happy ref on the pitch <laughs> um, yeah is there any other type of ref not in this this one was particularly card happy we noted it before the match this guy knew exactly where his pocket was yeah 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 very good though very good Fantastic finish to the game. And uh yeah, hope the pitch makes it to Saturday because it was not in a pretty way at the end of the game. I watched the um the uh analyst from the club. He he came over to get his gear and he walked all the way across the pitch and you could see him like plotting a route <laughs> to get over without <laughs> ruining his shoes. But just impossible. And then he stepped over the wall and trod in a massive puddle of water that had accumulated on the, the walkway. At pitch side, it's just, yeah, there's so much water there. How worried do we need to be about it? You think Mark Cooper had said on Friday when he spoke to BBC Somerset that he was, quote, very concerned um, about it. And it sounds like it's a combination of biblical rain 
a ridiculous number of games, which I still blame Paul Parker for, by the way, because uh, if he hadn't drawn us at home again, then we wouldn't be having this problem. Not that one game is going to do it, but it would be nice to have next weekend off as well. Um, and the fact that we, shock horror, underinvested prior to Martin Halley's arrival uh, in uh, renovating the pitch and just did the absolute bare minimum. And now there's nothing you can do about it, is there? Because I think it. I think ironically, when in the summer when they would have been putting reseeding it, it didn't rain at all, did it? <laughs> You'd have been crying out for some mm. rain then. So yeah, yeah. I, I did enjoy Mark Cooper getting all horticultural, talking about the length of the roots and uh, and and everything <laughs> in it as well. You must have been yeah. listening to Josh Staunton. Well, you can see that, like. You can see that in the. You can see the roots from where you when, were in the press box. <laughs> that when you kick the ball, when when someone kicks it and a bit of turf comes up, like so much comes up, it's like a you know like a couple of inches of stuff comes up, but nothing else. So it's like that layer. I mean, yeah, this. I mean, the pitch has been in, underinvested in since probably since two thousand was it two thousand two, two thousand and three when one, we yeah. when we relayed it. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember there being any sort of significant work done to it since then. Um, so Reese Ross has got Doctor Who's suit, and you've got Superman's eyes, so that you can see uh, root structures from the John Lukin's press box. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> I okay. do. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how see how the week goes, but. Storm Kieran's on the way. I don't know if it's just a windy one or a rainy one and a windy one down here, but yeah, the week doesn't look good. Well, get your brollies out. Or not, if it's windy. Well, Ben Ben speculated about switching it to uh, an, an alternative venue. What are Dorchester See? doing? That's what, what Ben. Oh, yes. I was. I, I... Speculated via our WhatsApp chat, which nobody else is. Well, only a very oh, select I did not see that. <laughs> Yeah. Ben, ben suggested sending it to uh, St. James's Park, which I read as Exeter, but I think uh, <laughs> some others on the chat read as Newcastle. So, uh, given it's Gateshead, which, which I was on board which one with, did I have you to say, mean, Ben. Huh? Which one did you mean? Uh, either. Either. <laughs> either. It was it was just it was just a pie in the sky idea because it's Gateshead. They're gonna be traveling down Friday. It's one of those situations where if we've got to make a call, make a call because they sure as hell don't want to be coming down on a Tuesday. And so I didn't I just it was just ridiculous pie in the sky, million to one shot of what if we said to somebody that might have better facilities, can you help us? Because we're in trouble here. And we're into that horrible season where games are going to get called off. It's going to get cold and start freezing. And it was just, I appreciate it's obviously not going to happen. But I was just thinking in the outlandish world, could we be preemptive here about it and say, look, <laughs> this ain't going to be good on Saturday. What do you want to do? Do you want to try again 10 days later on a Tuesday night? Or do you want to try again somewhere else? Well, Exeter at home to... Um... Uh, Wigan in the FA Cup on that day, and Newcastle are home to Arsenal. So that rules St James's Park. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, fine. I don't I'll, think I'll, I'll, we... keep, I'll keep searching. Thanks, man. Alvington. Right. <laughs> don't think we sacrifice our home advantage. No, no, true. Against an opposition from the league above, who've had to travel That's the entire true. length of the country. 
to play. Dorchester are away. That's even further. There you go. Really make them go. Really make them move. An extra 20 miles, if yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate it. It was, it was pie in the sky, tongue in cheek. And people are going to take it. We're going to get comments now where people are taking that seriously because of you, David. Never had to see the light of day. <laughs> there you go. That's David. Peek beneath Ben's curtain. Anyway, we talk right, about the we've peaked beneath Ben's curtain. Should we? What were you going to say, Ben? Clevedon? Uh, no, I was going. No, I was going to say. Can we talk about the table? Yeah, if you want, because it looks a bit silly. Yeah. I had to hold my phone upside down just to make myself not feel a bit nauseous. The pictures um, I tweeted out this morning as well did the same thing. I think <laughs> God knows what's going on there. Yeah. Um, six points clear. Of second, but between second and tenth, there's only four points. That's ridiculous in itself. We've got a game in hand on at least three playoff teams, as it stands. Farnborough, Hampton and Richmond and Taunton. And if any of the other teams in and around us are playing on Saturday, we will gain extra games on them. No matter what happens next weekend, we will be still three points clear at the top of the table. Yep. Why are I you panicking like I'm panicking? What's going on? It's, it's, a what great kite. it's a great start, but it's just a start. <laughs> We're six points clear. I know. Don't get excited. All right. People, people will realise. We've been, we've, we've, we've been here before. Well, no, we haven't actually been oh, here. Yeah, no, we haven't. We've, we've scored 28 goals. I know. Did you see the, uh, the Talky Talk account um, tweet earlier? Where they said that we're nine points or ten points off Yeovil and nine points off the relegation zone. <laughs> it's like now, rather than like playoffs or it, it's just off Yeovil. Yeah, well, it's nice. It's nice. It's a great feeling. It's, it's, Is it? uh, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. Well, that's that's on you, mate. I'm quite happy to be sitting at the top of the league with yeah. games in hand and points clear. It's a long way to go, obviously, but you know this is where we should be. We're in, we're in this league and. The amount of players we've got, the quality of the players we've got, we we should be running away with it, and we should have beaten. Um, we should have beat Emil Hempstead, and we should have beat having a Waterlooville. Like we shouldn't have been having a Waterlooville. We're terrible. But... Has anyone else beat having a Waterlooville yet? No. Uh, sorry, is it, have they beaten anyone else yet? No. No. But I think um, <laughs> we should be nine be... points clear. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, we should be. We should be. Don't don't take me back there. I don't. I don't. It was bad enough going. On Saturday, it's talky bath. Taking a bath. It's it's Agent Johnson against Agent Buse. And Agent Gill. Yes, correct. I'm gonna say if it carries on raining like this, you'll need Gills. <laughs> oh. There was a little bit of a pause there, wasn't there? Where, yeah. where I just thought, yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. That yeah. was good. That was nice. Well played, sir. Um, but yeah, uh, Clevedon. I mean, do we even need to talk about this one? It's not going to be on, is it? So, <laughs> <laughs> SMPC. Did they play? Play the weekend. Yeah, they did play at the weekend. Uh, they yeah. were at home and they were on. And they won their game. And I watched a little clip of their manager on Twitter earlier. He looks about 17. 17? He's right. the youngest man in the world. Right. 
in the really world against every team. <laughs> yep. And yeah, they're scoring goals, top of their league, absolutely flying. Let's hope our under 18s can do them. I, I, under 18s haven't played for two weeks as a team, but and half uh, of them are they're out all alone. out on loan. They're all, they're all at Welton Rovers. If you yeah. want to find any, that's where they are. Um, I can, I, can I, can I make a suggestion? Now, this one that I might get laughed at for. Does JMD play against Cleveton? Does Bell <laughs> play against Cleveton? They've not kicked a ball. That's so what? They're not match fit. <laughs> Are we going back in time again? So like, yeah, I, I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna be like, uh, what is it, Nick Clegg in the whatever general election was? I'm just gonna agree with him. Whatever <laughs> he says, I'm agreeing with him because he he got it spot on last time, mate. I agreed with you last time with Will Bubes and JMD. I did agree with you, and I, and and I still would agree with you now. But yeah. Looking at the yellow cards, looking at the fixtures, looking at the build-up, looking at the fact that we will naturally get injuries, we will call upon Zach Bell very, very soon, probably when Whittle gets his extra yellow card. And I want him hitting the ground running when he comes into that team, not having not kicked a ball in anger for six weeks. Don't kick the ground. The pitch isn't a bad enough stay. I, I, I'm, I, I feel like I'm the only one banging this tune. When, when something happens to Ronald or Williams... And Staunton's got to come back in. He hasn't got. He has, he's not match fit. He will have lost that match fitness. He's a. He, he will be fit. He will be ready to run. But having an attacker actually try and win the ball off you, having to get out a header to get a goal against a defense that doesn't want you to get there. Not like training. It's different. JMD came on the other night and put in a pinpoint cross for that for that um, header from uh, Williams. But he hasn't. He hasn't kicked the ball. I, I I am stunned that we are not thinking we don't have a reserve team for these guys to play in. I half wonder if Alex Fisher might get a go. But if it, this is not like previous seasons where you've looked at our squad and you thought, well, those defenders are having to practice against bloody Adi Yusuf or whatever. Like no. in training, it, I know no, it's, it's not the same. Only, it's not the same as a match. Team. But you're not telling you. You don't think that like Reese Murphy and Jake Hyde are as nasty bastards in training as they are on the pitch. I'm no, sure I don't. Not for a second, I don't. I think they are competitive, but I don't think they're trying to hurt you. Well, I don't think they go out trying to hurt people. No, but on a pitch, on a match day, but... when they play against 11, uh, somebody else, they might be. There is something to be said for match fitness, and I think we've got three guys in JMD, Staunton and Zach Bell that have not kicked a ball. They haven't got a minute. They have to have. I'm not saying you're playing for 90. I'm saying you give them 45 and then you swap them around. And you might end up having you actually work it out where, okay, Zach Bell, you go first half and play it right back. Then we'll shimmy someone across and Staunton comes on for the second half, whatever it may be. I I am stunned. I would hate, hate it is if we have to ask Zach Bell to come in for Alex Whittle for a game, possibly out of position and change things around. And he have an absolute stinker and it costs us a goal because he's not up to match speed when you've got an opportunity to at least give them something in this, in this way, I, it, it baffles me that no one is considering this. It really does. And yeah. I'll finish where I started. There's no way this game's going in. I, I, yeah, I've got fine. a straw hat over there and I'll eat it if it does. Yeah, yeah. fine. Should we take some questions? Yeah. Let's do it. Chris Johns. I've got Twitter. I hope. Uh, okay. 
Uh, Debs Curtis. Hi. 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 The second round FA Trophy draw takes place on Monday. Who would you like us drawn against? I think someone away. Like an away game for this. <laughs> yeah. Someone away. Is it regionalised? Yes. North, Some... Central and South. Someone away that's as far north as you can get, please. We're definitely going to be like home to Weymouth or home to home to someone close. I think we're going to be either away at St Ives, which couldn't be further south physically if it tried. Which St Ives is it though? There's, I don't know, a, St. Ives in, there's a St Ives in Cambridge. Uh, maybe it's then. then. I'd be amazed well, if it's them. St Ives in Cornwall. Or, or South Park. Oh my God, yeah. thank you, Kenny. You bet it. Um, they they beat Leighton Town yesterday. Cartman on the score sheet, apparently. Very good. There you go. Yes. Anyone away? Uh, South Park Cal- away, please. We oh, don't even get to hear this one, do we? We don't even get the, it. Just appears. We're just told. Is it a PowerPoint a slide? Basically. Yeah. It's a PowerPoint slide. Someone dressed up in a big dragon costume. You're you're away at Stour Bridge. Sounds good. Yeah, someone away, please, Debs. If you're in charge, please, I'm, I'm assuming you're. I've, I've got a riddle about St. Ives. Do you want to hear it? Please. <laughs> yeah, why not? Side quest. As I, as I was going to St. Ives, I met a man with seven wives. His wife had seven sacks. His sack had seven cats. His cat had seven kits. Kit, cat, sacks, and wives. How many were going to St. Ives? One. Scotty. Only you were going to St. Ives. Ben. Too good. Right. Carry on. Next question. Uh, Callum Hallett. It's evening. Evening. A research question for Ben. So no work what? for us here, Dave. Okay. Um, oh, wait a second. Sit back. Uh, <sighs> I don't know why this has fallen on Ben. This is clearly a historical oracle Nigel Dyson question. I have, uh, haven't I done enough this week. When no, was the last time we won 10 games in a row, if ever? Um, I, I I have asked Nigel this. Um, it was this week. <laughs> I don't know. I, so I, I I did ask Nigel about our best ever winning runs, and I'm just quickly trying to get his response up here. So I'll, I'll yeah, these are winning runs. So he he's got unbeaten runs, but apparently we had an unbeaten run between the thirty first of. August 1963 and the 21st of of December 1963 of 25 games across all competitions. An unbeaten run. It's not a winning run. Uh, And this kind of leads into Paul Swain, RoboChap's question that's after Callum saying, when was the last time we went two calendar months unbeaten? What do you think the chances are of making it three? Who've we got? We've got a difficult. I mean, every every month seems to be difficult. I feel like we said, "Oh, October's going to be hard," and then we've gone and <laughs> Didn't we? smashed everyone. For um, reference for those listening: Gateshead, Torquay, Dover, Farnborough, Chippenham, and Welling. And there could be an FA Cup in there somewhere, yeah, couldn't there, it? There'll be an FA Trophy in there, certainly as well. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I don't fear any of those teams. Win them all. Yeah, I don't fear any of them. Do I think we win them all? No. No, we'll drop something at some point. Um, but that's 
that's fine by the time we get to there. I'm going to say we're going to win them all, Ben. Okay, that's fine. You're Talkie wrong. away is going to be tasty. No, do you know what? I don't think it will. I Could think, be if Gary think... Johnson doesn't get the sack before. I'm, right? Honestly, I'm, I'm looking at that, and the one I'm worried about the most is Farnborough. Because they're flying. They're scoring goals for fun at the minute, Farnborough. And we're not. Yeah. Of of all, yeah, no, they are. We are as well. But they've got eight and two and stuff. That's that's the biggest test this 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 month, and that is fear Farnborough. That is Ben's message from this fear Farnborough. I didn't say fear Farnborough. I said they are the biggest test. I don't fear anybody. Oh. Laugh in the all face. Right, mate, them. don't get punchy with me. I'm just saying. All right. Just saying. It doesn't Not fear anybody. Yeah. I ain't anybody. scared of no one. Fear Jake Hyde. Um, suddenly Ben's blink. gonna like take his shirt off and start saying, I ain't scared of no one, me <laughs> like some Romany boxer or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rom- okay, Ro- Move- Romany boxes. Uh, yeah, anyway, carry on. moving on from Romany boxes. Get off with it. <laughs> Tyson Fury only lives up the road from me, so I gotta be careful what I say. Uh, I have to say, the kick this is from Sunlight Uplands. I have to say the kick clash made life difficult, especially in the first half with the floodlights inexplicably unlit. Is it just me or did Braintree's kit make it look like each team member was wearing a fetching man bag? I have no idea why Braintree didn't wear their blue kit. It's just baffling that they wouldn't wear their blue kit. They would have been told we had changed from, from green to pink. If we were in green, then the orange is fine. But it is absolutely absurd that they they wore their orange. It was verging on. I when I was seeing the clips and the pictures, it, it's a kick clash. It is a kick clash. Um, I yeah, think it I, was in in person. I don't think it was. It was well, not that bad. No, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, the pictures don't make it look great. But I think yeah, out there in the in the light of day, it was it wasn't too bad. It's just a pretty ugly combination of colours on the pitch at the same time, really. Why did we wear green away at Welling? Uh, not Welling, Worthing. They were in red. Red, red versus green. That's like a colorblind person's nightmare. Don't know. Red and green should never be seen without a color in between. Snow, yeah, yeah. Um, I have got a kit-related question uh, on the on on Facebook. Can I intersperse that one? Can I intertwine it across our socials? Please yeah. do. I need um, a little bit of interplay. Okay, Will Jones. Evening, gents. Evening. 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 Um, would the club consider making pink and black a future away kit? This will mean something to you guys. Thought it looked sharp on the highlights and reminds me of Bret Hart. Oh. I believe he's a wrestler. Yeah. The yeah, best there ever was. The, the pink and black attack. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like the yellow and black as well. So I quite like our away kit now. I'm not, I'm not averse to the pink kit. Coming back, We've played in it a lot, have we? The yellow and black. But that's another point that I was making about. Yeah. That's because we we lost at Hamel in it, and did we lose a uh, haven't in it as well? Oh, is it a superstition thing? Oh, someone banned gonna, it. We're not going to be allowed to talk about the yellow sure. kit now. Oh no! It's not the pitch; it's the kit. We won at Weston, didn't it? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Carry that's on. Fine. And that started off the run. Yes. It's fine. Was that in yellow? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, would you like w- w- answer the bloody question then? Would you can would you think oh, it should right. be a future away kit? Yeah. Ben, ben yeah. furrowed well, his brow at me. Or then. does it? It's getting does very... it? 
Does it take away? Does it take away how special the, you know, how important the kit was for that occasion? Um, But I think a variation of it, if we were to follow a similar cause next year. Yeah, um, don't ruin it, Will. God, why are you ruining it? But uh, any excuse to make the uh, Glover's Cast website look like a Bret Hart tribute site, I was all for that. Okay. Uh, back to me over Twitter. Uh, James Drew, to evening me, all. To me, to you. Evening all. <laughs> evening. 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 Uh, does anyone else get Gav Williams vibes from Jordan Young? <laughs> we went there. That's high praise, that isn't it? So can I can I say that um, I was reading uh, the excellent Mondial magazine, uh, and I was reading about uh, Juan Raquel May, uh, and he and, and and he was nicknamed Aganche, uh, uh, I think it was Aganche and Ganche. Uh, which is a player who links between um, attack and uh, and midfield. And I thought to myself, that's a little bit like Jordan Williams, or indeed a little bit like... Um, Jordan Williams. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Williams. Williams. Jordan Williams are put them together there. Yeah, I literally Can imagine you imagine that? One hurdle. What a player Damn that young, would be. Jordan Williams, tearing it up on the side. Jordan Williams. Did we no. not have a player called Jordan Williams? No, no there is a player called Jordan there Williams. There is a player, yeah, yeah. Did yeah, we yeah. play for... I feel like I might pay for Wrexham. Yeah, but Jesus Christ, can you imagine that? If you put Jordan Young and Gavin Williams together. Ganche, that's what it would be. And I don't that pronunciation wrong. Young, it doesn't it's not the same type of player, I wouldn't say. And like when Gavin Williams used to sort of run with the ball, he was he was quite direct, whereas I think Jordan Young can be a little bit he's always looking for the pass rather than um especially in those areas at the weekend. He was very much turning, head up, find a pass, rather than trying to dribble through bodies. But as I remember Gavin being quite a ball carrier. But yeah, they certainly play in sort of, they're certainly effective in similar areas. But I don't think you can compare anyone to Super Gav. I mean, that man went on oh, to play Gavin. in the Premier League, right? So. <laughs> and Ganche. Uh, well done, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Props to Mundial for teaching Dave a, a new word. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep saying it throughout that. Okay. Uh, Rob Cox. Should evening, Rob. The... He doesn't say evening. Oh, okay, right. Sod you then. <laughs> I know Rob. I can say sod you to Rob. Should the game? Had... He'd say worse back to me. I promise you. Am I allowed to ask a question, <laughs> Dave? If he sod you. Should the Gateshead team selection be tweaked to make sure key players are available for the arguably more important Torquay match? It's not the Gateshead game. The Cleveland team should be tweaked slightly. Um, it will be. Uh, <laughs> totally. I'm. I'm. I mean, uh, call me Natalie and Brulia because I'm torn. I'm a firm believer that success breeds success. But I'm I'm done with the cup now. We've had our moment. We let's get us out of this league. If anything happens to any of our big players on Saturday, I I will I will be fuming and gutted at the same time. I'm not sure who I'll be fuming with, but great to have these FA Cup moments. And if you could promise me a massive round two game that led to a massive round three game, then yeah, great, of course you would. But uh, 
get us out of this damn league. And it is talky afterwards. It's not even like we've got some rubbish team at the bottom of the division. It's some rubbish team it's in the middle of the division. Yeah. Um, my gut instinct is yes. And I actually think that may have already started. I've got a bit of a conspiracy theory that Reese Murphy was kept off the pitch because of that yellow card happy referee. And he would have been missing for Torquay. I think they are thinking about that Torquay game. Well, Which Mark Cooper's conspiracy theory. <laughs> Mark, Mark Cooper said, said it, didn't he? "Well, he said that the plan was to bring him on for half an hour." Um, yesterday, till it went semi-aquatic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, or, but he did say we got, you know, means no yellow card for Royce Murphy, and he's available for Torquay. And I think maybe, yeah, maybe it was a bit of a. Uh, point to prove. Look at you know he's uh, he's he has so he cycled through the strikers these past couple of games as well. We've seen Sonny Cox, we've seen Jake Hyde, we've seen Frank Nublé, we've seen Reese Murphy, we've also seen Will Dawes and Jordan Stevens and Jordan Young. So we've seen lots of different attacking players, JND and JND in combinations that um have been effective. I I don't <laughs> I think. There's probably there could probably be quite a healthy debate about what our strongest eleven is at the moment, and everyone would have a different view, particularly at the front end of the pitch. Um, at the back, I don't think we've got a great deal of choice in the next couple of games, really. Like, I I'm a firm believer that if you've got a solid back line, you don't change it, you don't tinker with that because why would you? We've kept clean sheets and. They're playing really well. If they feel like, and you'd probably say that of those players, I think the only one you'd be maybe concerned about, and probably unfairly so, is Michael Smith, just because he's older than the rest of them. But all the others are fit, young, you know. Tell you, there's uh, if Ben's getting Pontiac and Phil Craig McCann and Elliot Watts. <laughs> You know, no, and I don't mean it in a negative his, way. What's he's I mean, getting his boxing gloves on? If you try and drop Michael Smith for whatever reason, <laughs> I, there will I don't, be literally murder going on. Yeah, Not that. It's I, the fact that he's trying to drop him for being old. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get AJ Payne on the phone here. I yeah. This is, this is I, should, I should be out of here if those are the rules, shouldn't I? But... <laughs> You're not playing right back, Dave. Yeah. It's right not, back no, in the changing room. Uh, it's it's and it's purely from that. Like, I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he'd go through all of them. But it's only that thing that he had that calf injury, didn't he, the the yeah, other week. The game, yeah. And playing on that pitch, if the pitch is a struggle on Saturday, I think he's probably one that maybe that is where Zach Bell gets some minutes in the legs. If we're not so worried about the cup, I'd quite like us to get to the third round and just top up that pot of money that's mm. so valuable for clubs like us. Well, on could, Facebook, Spoulders Somerset does ask, would everyone be happy to lose against Cater to guarantee a win away at Torquay? I think Ben times said over. yes. I would say yes, Ian. would say no, because I'd like the money. <laughs> well, we've got... Take the money! There's a bit of breathing room in between us, isn't there, and the other games. We can afford to lose one. <laughs> no, but if you, if you, if you, if you chuck the Gateshead game away, not that I'm saying you'd throw it away, but if you, if you, if you lost that, to guarantee Torquay, to put 13 points between yourself and Torquay, who you think they will still, they will pick up. They ain't going to be this terrible forever. They will find their rhythm at some point or another. A 13-point gap is hard to overturn. 
even this right. early. Win them all. In and I don't think world, I, yeah. I, I think I don't think I, I, I genuinely I think Mark Cooper's looking at how we win <laughs> just keep winning. Like I I don't obviously there's no one no one's thinking let's throw the game. And obviously it's a hypothetical situation about like if you throw one to win the other, what would you do? But I honestly think we're just gonna we're gonna go into every game with confidence with whoever's on the pitch at the moment and try and get results. Like I don't I I'm not scared of us going to Torquay because no. of how crap Torquay have been. Yeah. But it's it's more important in the in the context of the season. It's more yeah. important. Uh, Nathan Baxter's water bottle has a question for us. Hey up. Hey up. Super Cooper chant. What sounds better, winning every week or winning every one to scan with some? I don't know what this chat really entails. It was in the podcast last week. It yeah, it was, but I yeah. So w- w- remind me of the words. Super Cooper's green are gonna blind me, shining like the sun. Super pa, super pa. Winning every week. Super pa, super pa. Yo was gonna win the league. Well, that works. Yeah, winning so every one, shining like the sun. Winning every one. I, th- I think. I think. Some, I like I think the we're... league and week sounding yeah. similar rather than the one and sun. Okay. Yeah. Really you'd need it. another. You'd need another rhyme on the end of it, mm. wouldn't you? Sorry, yeah. Nathan Baxter's water bottle. We're yeah. happy with week. Uh, Paul Strange says, evening. evening. Good evening, Paul. Uh, this is not a question, but had the pleasure of walking alongside Will Dawes on his way in yesterday, and all I can say is, what a nice guy. He chatted away and ended with saying, "Thanks very much for coming." Not a question, but it made my day. It's nice, isn't it? Very nice, but everyone's yeah. been lovely. Josh Thornton went to Yeovil Cricket Club and gave out their awards. I know he played for them, but like, did people... he give an award to himself? Yeah, he did. He got an award. Did he? Yeah, yeah. He scored a hundred in the summer, so he got he got he got an award. Um, but like, these things happen and they make a real difference. They really do, and we've—I've talked about it before. But in the summers where we had that, basically that O2 team rock up at Shrubbery Hotel in Ormondston to hand out end of season awards, and there's basically a dozen junior teams, and everyone gets a little mini trophy, and then there's all the awards, and they're there for hours, and they did, and they did it, and it was Way and Johnson and Skiverton and Jackson and Wheel and all the rest of it. They loved it. They absolutely made everything of it, and that makes all those kids' days and. If it makes people's days to spend a couple of minutes with them, that's the kind of stuff that I want. I want my players just quietly going about, not looking for massive recognition, just quietly going about their business and taking time to do those kind of things. Okay. Ben Lloyd. Wednesday. Evening. Evening. Yeah. Good can name, I get, Can I get your opinions on Buse's loan to Bath? I think it's good for him to play, but should we be helping out another National League South team? Based on Saturday, are we helping out? <laughs> um, it, it is strange considering how well they're doing and where they're placed in the division. It is a bit odd, but it's no more odd than when we sent Malachi Linton to Taunton, and it very became quickly, it very quickly became obvious that they were going to be 
kicking in around the playoffs quite quickly as well. It's probably only a month until their keeper gets back um, to fitness. I'm okay with it. It's either that or he plays against Cleves in this choice. I don't care. Dave, any thoughts? Anything further to add? I'm all right with it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Elliot Watts, who's finding it hard not to fall in love with the lone players when it comes to Joe Day? Me. There's a lot of players we could fall in love with in this team, isn't there? Like all of them, I think. I, I, there's not there's not many players in that um in that squad that you would think you wouldn't take home to your mum. <laughs> What's he say about it? I don't know, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Who's this man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ian, why have you brought Morgan Williams? So. <laughs> See enough of him at weekend. He's got a family, Ian. Let him go home. <laughs> Doesn't even know he's meant to be. Uh, yeah, Joe Day is phenomenal. And yes. It is going to be a crazy, if this carries on, it's going to be a crazy player of the season vote, isn't it? Yeah. But you want, like, and that's the question. Like, have we got, we've got day until January, haven't we? Or is it full season? Well, it was full season. I'm sure there's the potential that that could be broken. Like if if another club, you know, nothing. He's along. Yeah, yeah, nothing seems to be um, unbreakable really in football, does it? So if he keeps playing in a team higher up, who's got uh, a chance of doing something comes in for him, then you know that's a risk. Or if Newport have loads of problems and they need a goalkeeper, you know they've got. There's a very good one who's made us significantly better. Yeah, I uh, I think I think we're generally in for a, a twitchy January. Well, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. It's fine. Uh almost pro pilot. Buna Sierra. Buena Sierra. Buena Sierra. Have we seen a worse rain at a Yeovil game before? I yes. can't. I can't remember any at home game. Away game. Accrington Stanley, few years in League Two. That was that probably shouldn't have taken place that game. That was and again it was, it was uh, no roof on the away end. I I was drenched for weeks. Yeah, that there was an Accrington Stanley away game. I think we lost one nil. Maybe we drew one all. I want to say James Berwick may have scored. That was York City, wasn't it? That was York City. That yeah. was York City. And it, and it was that the lot. one where everyone had a row with Gary Johnson after the game? Yes. Might be. Yeah. Wasn't that the where we drew with them before we beat them to play Man United? Was it that one? That was no, one. no, 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 no. That really was one. that was no. This was definitely a league game. It was a Tuesday night. Yeovil. Well, we we, we definitely played York because everyone talks about the the rain there uh, on that away end. That uh, which yeah. was an open away end, and you're right, James Barrett did score for them. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Not not that we can remember at home, but Ian was there, so he's best place to decide that one. It was horrific for the entire game. Did it ever, after. Did it ever become like ref might call this here? I I mean, it, I think it could have done. I think it could have done. 
Um, I mean, the fact that it started raining so much after the final whistle went and people stayed to wait for the rain to, to, to wait for the rain to slow down a bit was just, yeah. Yeah, it was relentless. And I think with Tuesday as well, and it being bad on the Tuesday night too, it's just, yeah, a wet time. Uh, another question here from Mr. Pro Pilot. Would it be a good idea to have halftime performances every game from the band playing before the game? Why not? Maybe. maybe. I mean, logistically, it's a bit of a, it's quite a tricky task to do all that. Um, I'd rather see some sort of activity on the pitch, like a. Or that's not going to go maybe, down. Maybe now. not at the yeah, moment. No. No. Yeah, but, no. Um, it was older shot, and I've seen it at other games as well, where they um have to hit the crossbar or something, don't they? Mm. Try and ping the crossbar and win something. We've had that before, haven't we? I'm sure we have something like that. I don't remember. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and if you could catch. If you catch a ball flying out for a throw-in, what would be the best way to annoy the other team? Steal it. Pop it. Yeah. Only if you're away, though, not at home. Cause... Yeah, yeah. They cost money. They're not cheap, I think. Right. Yeah. Sneeze right, on was, get it back. There was a point uh, um, in the second half where the, well, all the ball boys and ball girls got rounded up on like the 75th minute after they were absolutely drenched. And they it was at that point that I thought, well, I'll probably get him in now. Um, but the, there was the ball went to a steward and he threw it straight back to Michael Smith. And Michael Smith was like right down the line. Uh, like, yeah. to, not in that much of a hurry. Yeah, yeah, for him to slow it down. Um uh, another one from Watsy. Uh should HP Source just track Michael Smith's sheer domination and pocketing of wingers for ninety minutes? You remember when Sky used to do player cam? Yeah. I think we should bring in player cam and just track movements. And who would you want to watch? Um, John Stevens. I'd like to see his heat map everywhere. Dave, I think I think this Watsy Michael Smith thing's getting out of hand. To be honest with you, <laughs> not enough Kleenex in the world. <laughs> Okay, any questions on Facebook? There is. There was one about the um, the conditions as well, which is kind of the same. But John Margaret said, in light of yesterday's downpour, what's the worst conditions you've seen a match played in? I remember a league game against Portsmouth in thick fog that had everyone guessing what happened. Conditions wasn't there, generally? Wasn't there a Brighton game that had that where because the the Withdean, the old ground, you couldn't, like the fans couldn't see the other end of the pitch? I seem to recall one of those. I don't think I was there. I seem to recall that being a thing. I'm, I'm going to say the uh, FA Cup match that we always talk about against Carlisle, where the pitch froze oh. as it went into extra time. Like I, those are conditions where I can just think, like that was horrific as the yeah. game as it got colder and colder and later and later as it went to extra time and penalties. Yeah, that was horrific. Classic away games at Rochdale and Oldham that are Baltic, never fun for anybody. I remember one at Berry that was very cold as well. But yeah. Mm. Um Mayston, is it time for Mark Cooper to shape a national league, presumably Premier team, or should he wait until the end of the season? 
I think he already is. I'm going to say, is he not already? That's exactly like... the answer I was going to give. I think he kind of has. Mix of young players, mix of players who've been there, done it. Yeah. There's okay. a couple that aren't on. It's not like we're talking about a whole wrath of one-year deals either. There's a couple in there that twos and threes. I think yeah. if you're successful, and I don't know if Joe Day's out of contract at the end of the season, but if he is, and you say, come and play in National League with us, say the same to Michael Smith, can we get another season out of you? I think there's plenty of players there that are up and coming and a mix that, like the way we've managed Reese Murphy and Hyde and Newblade. Confirmed. Uh, signed a three-year contract at the start of the twenty-one. Uh, at the start of the twenty-one twenty-two season, so he's got another year to run. After yeah. this, yeah. So, yeah. If um you get Jake Wannell a full season into into him, Jordan Young obviously, yeah. then that can only do them a power of good. But it's it's a good start. But it's only a start. All right. Right, Calm Jake. down, everyone. Calm down, everyone. Um, uh, Gary Cabell, do you know what is the situation with Pollock? Suspicion, presumably. Well, yeah, Pollock, you just lightly batter it, or yeah, yeah, serve it with some chips. Yeah. (laughs) Um, we don't know. We don't know. Did he tweet it? Or he posted another picture on Instagram, didn't he? Of and put the Yeovil as the location on it as well. I think. This week, I think yeah. it's fair to say he's still around. He's presumably still on the payroll, um, so presumably um, we can't get rid of. I mean, would you have him in the squad now? I wouldn't have him in the squad. Where'd he get in? Yeah, exactly. We can't play JMD. Don't worry about anyone else. <laughs> I think we're as well. Like, then there's something Jake I talked about was how the the squad is sort of come together and it's a really good dressing room tight-knit group and how do you yeah if you suddenly bring someone in who might still be on su glover's wages compared to what everyone else is on how does that and can't just come into the team after all this time a team that's top of the league six points clear one ten in a row like just to add another person who's not necessarily earned it or been a part of it into the group in the same way that Alex Fisher was running around with a cage on his foot in pre-season just because he wanted to be part of things and that kind of thing it's like (laughs) where was this guy he didn't have a cage on his foot did he hey I tell you what we get seven subs on Saturday I wonder fish I wonder fish and we can make five that's another point we can make five it's five from seven in the first round proper He's excited about that. He's excited about it. It's like he just thought of that. And it's really, yeah. Um, right. Michael West, do you think Sir Gary Johnson will finish this season at Torquay? Don't think he'll finish the year. I, I hope he does. Agent Johnson. <laughs> Give him till know, May. He seems to just be, un- I, for whatever reason, though, he just seems to be untouchable. Yeah. Well, do you think he's got right. something to do with it and got a cash? <laughs> well, I think there's a bit of that. Um, but. Yeah, it's unbelievable, really. Yeah, they do. I don't know if you've seen the video of their supporters and the, I don't know if he's a director or owner or what. Yeah, I don't think he's the owner. I think he's like the owner's spokesperson. But yeah, um, yeah, uh, they definitely don't like him, do they? 
Um, okay, Ryan Crouch, I'm not going to ask your third question, Ryan, because we kind of touched on it anyway, and you quite rightly say that you put a, two little zip it emojis there talking about um, losing players at the end of the year, which we're not going to talk about. Um, so <laughs> he said, Will Yeovil's winning streak single-handedly put the Lanes Hotel into administration soon as they have to give away a free lunch on every win? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Have you had, a, you ever had lunch at the Lanes? No. No? Okay. Have you went to any of the many competitions to try and win one? No. Have no. a Bit of a, it's a bit of a bit of a trek for me, so I'll probably I'll probably give it a swerve. But okay, well we hope not because uh, no one wants to see local businesses going out of business. Um, last question then, Ryan Croucher again. Do you ever get stick of do you, do you ever get do you ever get sick of wearing a YTFC shirt abroad and people referring to you as a Celtic fan? Currently in Malta, and I'm having it to educate the lo- locals. On leagues below the Premier, clearly Yeovil aren't massive everywhere we go. Have you ever been referred to as a Celtic fan? Yep. Yeah. Anywhere in particular? Um, anywhere outside of Yeovil. It's not a foreign thing. Just the minute you go anywhere north. What, Celtic fan? No. No. Also, how old's the shirt he's wearing? We haven't worn hoops in ages. No. Maybe he's got there. Maybe he's, he's gone retro for his holiday. Yeah. Don't know anyone else who plays in pink and black, so maybe try that one next, right? Bret Hart. Bret Hart, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that Bret Hart. <laughs> that's your lot. That's your lot. Shalot. On, on to the next one. On to Clevedon. On to Clevedon. Chat to you all in a week. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. 